Hi, you guys. So I'm here with Jade Stewart, and we're going to talk to you guys a little bit about the app that we launched today. Hi, Jade. Hi, Stuart. Hi. Hello. How's it going? <laughs> um, so I am a part of this app um, development with the two of them, but in the effort of us getting some really good answers, I'm going to ask them some questions. So Stuart, what kind of was the impetus for you to think about this app and what do you think makes it different from, you know, generic dating apps? So this was an idea that I had actually had in the past as well. And the moment I saw that New York Post article uh, about you, I couldn't resist but try to turn this into a business. So in my opinion, modern day matchmaking is a broken set. People pay a huge amount of money up front, 10 or $20,000 at least. Uh, they get access to one or maybe a few matchmakers, but that's it. And statistically, they may or may not find what they're looking for. With Arrow, we are basically reimagining matchmaking and coming up with a way where you get access to dozens or hundreds or thousands of matchmakers, and you only pay when you actually get what you want. So I think there's a real, a real big business opportunity here and an opportunity to help a lot of people fall in love. Do you have a lot of experience in app? I've been in the early stage startup space for the last eight years and have been at uh, two different startups that were that were acquired and have also co-founded another company. So I'm not the engineer who's actually building this stuff. That would be our fourth co-founder. Do you think that, Jade, this app is going to create a space in which people can actually meet somebody that they're interested in being with long-term? Absolutely. I think at this stage right now, people, um, especially, you know, the younger generation and after post COVID, um, you know, they're really having trouble connecting. There's a lot of swipe fatigue, dating fatigue. <laughs> What's swipe and fatigue? Swipe fatigue is essentially a term where people are, are swiping for literally hundreds and hundreds of people, a large portion of the population who aren't on apps period. And this, this is a situation and this app is really a solution for people to say, hey, I might not be on a dating app or I might be on a dating app. It's not working. Uh, what can I do? Why and don't you think dating apps are working? They typically have more than one app. So they have, if you have a Bumble, if you have a Tinder, you have a Raya. I mean, you're kind of firing on all cylinders and because you really want to make the most of it, it's sort of like when you're finding a job, you don't just say, hey, let me just go on LinkedIn and and message a few people, you know, you're really gonna do everything you can when you find a job. Um, this app provides a different opportunity. So one of the reasons that I think that this app is really um, useful is that not only do we have dating fatigue, but I also think that the apps have become kind of a crutch for people in that they are able to swipe and consistently try and find a hotter, better, newer thing. And there's a lack of accountability and there's a lack of kind of um, thinking through each person that they're swiping on with a ten intention because it's very easy to just be at home, you know, eating ice cream, swiping through hundreds, like you said. And so I feel like this creates more of an intentional dating space on top of which there's a referral component, right? So in order for you to be able to match with somebody, you have to be matched through a matchmaker. 
And that matchmaker, I think, is what sets us apart from and what makes us different from any dating app is that there's somebody kind of vouching. There's someone who knows this person personally. And that puts the onus on the matchmaker to actually think through these matches and not just make it such a casual um, lack of accountability, lack of intentional dating app, if you will. Do you think that there that there's truth to that? You also become intentional because when you're forced to vocalize to somebody else what you want and or what you don't want for that matter, you really it puts into perspective what what it is that you're looking for. And sometimes people don't even know themselves what they're looking for sure. unless they have have somebody ask them what they're looking for. How do you see this being different from traditional matchmaking services, Stuart? Traditional matchmaking has been around absolutely forever. Uh, and it's more, it's, it's a huge industry. It's more popular now than it's ever been, especially with uh, some of these new Netflix shows, Jewish matchmaking, Indian matchmaking. Matchmaking is still really broken. When you watch these Netflix shows, one thing they don't show you is the 10 or 20 or $50,000 upfront payment that that, that the person pays and, and, and then at the end, the person may or may not get what they're looking for. What Arrow is, is basically a, uh, an improved, modernized version of, of matchmaking, where uh, you're only paying if you get what you want, which, which uh, in our case is gonna be a, a committed relationship or a marriage. How do you see the payment plan working then? How do you see it in a fleshed out world? Say somebody wants to join Arrow today. How, how do they pay? What do they pay? Well, it's a bounty system. You, you, if, if you're looking for a spouse, you make a profile. And part of that profile is, is a bounty amount. So maybe you are willing to pay $10,000 to be introduced to your future spouse. Basically just uh, send us, send Arrow a, a upfront portion of that amount. Uh, Maybe it'll be around 25%. Once you've done that, your profile will be active on the site and different matchmakers can contact. And the moment you've, you've hit your milestone, which, is, which we're, we're thinking will be a, um, a committed relationship for a certain amount of time or being engaged or being married, once that happens, um, you, you make the rest of your payment. And in the, um, in the event where you don't find what you were looking for, uh, you get your original payment back and you don't owe. It's a better version of matchmaking is the way I, the way I view it. How are you gonna ensure that people make their payments? It's contractual and it's social pressure. So you're, you're, you are contractually agreeing if XYZ happens as a result of being on the Arrow service, you will pay. There's also a personal component. If you decide to, to kind of not pay after you've met your, your spouse, you are, kind of screwing over your new spouse's friend, the matchmaker. So there's, there's kind of this social pressure to, uh, to, to, to make your payment. That, that being said, will there be people who try to scam the system? Probably yes, just, just like there is with pretty much any business. But between the contracts and the, and the social pressure, I think most people are gonna pay. Do you think that there's space for this in and I guess either of you guys can ask this, do you think that there's space for this app with the amount of dating apps that are out there? Do you think that people are gonna be interested in a new? Yes, absolutely. Jade already used the phrase swipe fatigue. Dating apps are great. Uh, as she mentioned, there are plenty of people who either don't find what they're looking for on dating apps or they just don't wanna use dating apps. A, a logical next step is matchmaking. Matchmaking is broken and that's where we come in.
Fair enough. Do you think that there's a space on this app for you to be both a matchmaker and a member? Absolutely. Well, actually, you can be both. And, you know, maybe there's a conflict situation. Uh, people are, are matching themselves for money. Who knows? But, you know, we'll figure <laughs> that one out. Uh, <laughs> who's, who's your ideal matchmaker? Um, so our, our philosophy at the moment is that really anybody can be a matchmaker. Um, and it's, you don't have to have a license to be a matchmaker. You don't have to be a professional matchmaker. Like we've been seeing on Netflix with the Jewish matchmaker, the Indian matchmaker, you know, your mom, your dad, your sister, uh, the guy at the coffee, uh, the coffee shop and anybody, it can be a matchmaker. There's no ideal matchmaker aside from the one that really just knows somebody that's single and is looking. So I think that that's what I'm trying that, that, well, I guess that's my favorite part is this idea that we all know somebody and we need an incentive for us to actually make those connections. Because for months I was asking my friends, like, you know, do you have any friends? Do you know anybody? And they'd always say yes. Like every single time they'd be like, yes, I know X, Y, Z amount of single guys. They're great. And I'd be like, introduce me. And then there was this kind of like hesitation or this reluctancy to, to actually go through the effort of doing it. And so I think that this app offers both people who have free time and have the interest, you know, Karen in the middle of Idaho, my mom in Alabama, she's matchmake made me with people out in LA because her neighbor's sister's cousin has a friend out here and not only giving them a platform to do it, but also giving them an incentive. Um, so one of the things that I want to talk about briefly is the fact that this app is completely user driven in that if you want to only be match made by people in your similar demographics. So if I only want matchmakers who are also, you know, 30 to 40 in the Western half of the country or even within California specifically, because I think that they're going to understand me best, I can, you know, create a profile in which those are the only people that can act as matchmakers for me. But if, and I know Stuart and I have talked about this, Stuart's like, anyone can matchmake me. I'm open. If you, if you want to, you know, open it up to, you want, you know, Jewish women who are matchmaking in New York to matchmake for you, like you can. And, um, that creates such a user generated, system that I think is ideal because you can actually actively narrow or widen your preferences for both matchmakers and members. Do you guys think that there's going to be an opportunity for people to put on like deal breakers or things that they absolutely don't want? Like what if I'm 5'10", what if people want to matchmake me with five foot six people? How do I prevent that? You adjust your filters on your profile. So yes, that's, that's very doable. Your, your profile includes a lot of information about yourself and a lot of information about what you're looking for in a potential match. And so you can absolutely filter out. Uh, you can absolutely say, please don't introduce me to people who are very religious, for example, or people who aren't religious or people who are below this height or above this height. That, that's absolutely something you can do. Um, I also want to just go back a minute just to, to the to more about what Jade was talking about, just about who are these matchmakers and who would be a good matchmaker. If you have a cool single friend, you can be a good matchmaker. And I think that's that's one of several uh, important insights with, with this service. Just the way that Uber, for example, made it possible for anybody to be a taxi driver. You don't need to get a job at a taxi company. You don't need it to be a 50 hour a week job. It can be a four hour a week job. Uh, it's, it, there's, there's no reason that matchmaking can't be the same thing where it's kind of this cool, fun side hustle. 
Uh, and really the only requirement, or one of the main requirements is, do you have a cool single friend who might wanna be matched? And if you've got that, um, that's an important first step towards, towards being a matchmaker on our, on our platform. I also think that one thing that happens a lot on the dating apps is everyone on there is single, right? And so I think about it this way. When I, I work at a law firm and uh, I get a referral bonus if I bring in another lawyer who works at my firm because the idea is that if I'm a lawyer hired by this firm and they like me, then I probably know other smart, intelligent lawyers who would do well. And so I get like a referral for that, right? Um, the single scene on dating apps is just basically singles talking to other singles. But if you think about it, logically, my friend who's in a healthy, happy relationship and married would probably be the best person to be able to recommend other successful like people to be in help healthy, happy relationships, right? She's going to have the best knowledge of what it's like to be in a marriage and a help healthy, happy relationship. Sorry, I can't talk. Um, rather than a whole bunch of singles who have all been on the app swiping on each other for years. Uh, so in a, in a way, there's a social component and there's a who you know component, but there's also just like we're effectively trying to economize relationships. I mean, I ideally would like to go off into the sunset with my Prince Charming, but also there's an, uh, there's a real realistic component to this. And I, I think that people can often get caught up in the idea of, I just want to, you know, meet people organically. And unfortunately with today's, you know, work and social constraints, people aren't meeting as organically. Yeah. That's a good point about, you know, like birds of a feather in the situation where it's like, <laughs> Yeah, everyone on an app, it's like, to some degree, it's like, you're not, yeah, you haven't figured it out. Right, you know? none like, of us have figured it out. It's like that question sometimes when I, when I was on an app would be like, would be like, oh, like, oh, you're here too. And it's like, yeah, I'm here too. It's like, <laughs> right. going to the grocery store, like, you're getting food too. Like, oh, you're single. It's like, yeah, that's kind of the point. Of right. Like, like, or there, oh, there would be like, you're too you're too amazing to be on this app or you're too right whatever. and it's like well you're like, here too yeah, like, <laughs> what's wrong with you yeah, like what's wrong with you it's like yeah we're all single like let's all like we all we're all here like you're at the gym like we're all working out here um what's and, that phrase that it's like uh mm -hmm. if like the definition of being an idiot not not idiot but the definition i can't uh, remember what definition it definition of insanity insanity is doing the same insanity. thing over and over and expecting a different result like how many times have you downloaded an app yeah. swiped through the same people like i literally see people and i'm like are those my friends like we yeah. don't know each other and then you see then you forget that you matched them. Matched, you've had dates with even the same person and then at the same yeah to some degree you're like maybe this needs to be outsourced like maybe you know and and people have been successful on on the apps to some degree but it's really not a perfect uh, a perfect solution. But you can do this and be on the apps, right? Like there's no reason you have to pick one or the other, yeah, right? Exactly. Um, okay, I want to end with a couple rapid fire questions to both of you guys. Um, in 30 seconds or less, what's your worst dating app story, Stuart? <laughs> <laughs> I matched with a cute girl. She seems smart. We had some similar interests. Uh we arranged a date. I wanted to kind of take it off the app. So I asked for her number. She gave me her number. I typed it in and realized she was already in my phone. And we had been on a d several <laughs> dates a few years ago. And neither of us remembered the other. <laughs> Sounds like she was a great memory. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jade, 
do you, I'm going to give you a couple true falses. Do you think the statement, if he wanted to, he would is true or false? I feel like that's a false statement. I think that men operate in a different way where sometimes it also depends, I guess, on what, what it is, but I know that women use that phrase in, in the context of like dating or like planning a date. And sometimes, um, you know, me, sometimes men in the beginning might plan dates and then toward the end, they're like, oh, well, if he wanted to, he would, like he would plan this and he would plan that. And sometimes I think that men, men are different in the, and if they're not inherently planners, then maybe they would have planned in the beginning and then they feel more comfortable with you. So they're not, they're not showing their love for you in a planning situation. Okay. Last true false question. Do you think it's a red flag if a guy doesn't have social media? That's an interesting question. I think that in some (laughs) ways that it can be, especially if they, um, in some ways it can be, but some, if especially it depends on the, on the reasoning. So if the guy is like, Oh, it's because there's, you know, people cause drama on the app and, and I've had people cause drama. Usually that's a red flag because it's like reflective of them being the origin of the drama versus if the guy doesn't have any. It's like when they say my ex was crazy and I exactly. always want to be like, why was she crazy? <laughs> what exactly. did you do to her? <laughs> or it's like they got caught doing something. Right. Like on the apps and that's why they don't like it. <laughs> and, or, you know, they can't, or they're doing something, something nefarious in, in that okay. app. Uh, Stuart, where can we find the app? Where can we sign up? When can we do it? Go to thearrow.app and click on become a matchmaker or become a member. This sign up feature is available right now and the full functional service and app will be available in the very immediate future. So thearrow.app, check it out, it's an awesome service. We also have an Instagram and TikTok, both of which are the Arrow app. Um, So TikTok, the Arrow app and Instagram, the Arrow app, and we're going to put on our Instagram any of our events. We're doing an event today. Um, We'll be walking up and down the beaches of Santa Monica, Venice, and Marina Del Rey, handing out koozies and ice cold beverages and hats. Um, And then we'll be in a Marina Del Rey. Well, yeah, the last, it's not Marina. It's like Venice. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, oh, news to me. News to me. Like, we're going to uh, Manhattan Beach. We're going to New York. <laughs> um, and on our TikTok, we're going to be posting a lot of content around dating, around um, different people's stories, experiences. Um, it'll be very relatable and lots of things that, you know, people might be interested in seeing. So look forward to you guys signing up. Thank you.